0: Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Daniel Hagen. Beautiful. What an awesome morning so far. Who's happy to be in church? All right. Hey, why don't you just stand to your feet for a minute. And uh, I want you to reach out to three people that you haven't maybe seen before. Give them a high five, give them a hug, and let them know that they are awesome in Jesus. You cool to stay up for a bit? God. We'll grab your seat again. I don't know if we've already done this, but if we have, let's do it again. Let's thank the band for doing an amazing job. As Jackie mentioned, we are going to be commencing a series titled Supernatural. So why don't you give the person a nudge next to you and say, get ready for the Supernatural Series. And it's going to go for two weeks. It's Supernatural. We might, we might try and get Sid, Sid Roth for it. <laughs> All right. And then, so the next two Sundays, including this one, the Supernatural Series, and then following that, we have uh, a radical wild Evangelist. He reminds me a lot of uh, us, the same, very similar DNA. He's from New Zealand. He's called Daz Chettle. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. Um, He's a wild man and he's been through the Bonke, Reinhard Bonke uh, evangelism school. And he's been doing a whole bunch of things, but he's going to be here with us uh, on Sunday. I think it's Sunday the 8th, if it's either 8th or 9th or somewhere around that, whenever Sunday falls around that date. And uh, he's also going to be a part of the Geelong Conference, as we mentioned as well. That's going to run Friday, Saturday. He's here Sunday morning and then back there Sunday night. Okay, so that's in early August. So stay tuned for further details on that. Uh, I have been working on the next Empowered Conference, which is going to be a pre-awakening event. Does anyone know what pre-awakening means? Give us a, a wave if you do. Uh it's an event leading up to the Summit of Awakening Australia 2018. It's 100% happening. Uh, no, more than likely November, mid-November, and hopefully by the time August finishes, we will have signed the dotted line for the Etihad Stadium. So please keep us in prayer for that. Glory to God. After I've finished doing some teaching today, I hope to get all the people that were involved in the Awakening Prague event. And we're going to do what we term impartation. But we're going to do a big fire tunnel to finish the service today at 12 o'clock. So we're going to encourage parents to go and sign your children out at 12. But bring them back and bring the kids through as well. And uh, everyone that was involved, we're just going to lay hands and just pray fire, 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 fire. And uh, because the people that went to Prague were there to learn, to capture what was happening there, to be stirred up in faith, uh, obviously just to enjoy the experience and to enjoy God and to see what God's doing in Europe, but also with the intention of bringing it back here and imparting that fire and believing for Awakening Australia 2018. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be a, a fire tunnel at the end of this service. Does that sound all right? Do we have people here for the first time? Just give us a wave if you are here for the first time. Awesome. Well, let's give them a round of applause. Ushers, if we can, let's let's hand that uh, clipboard around. It's a clipboard. If you've got new details, if you've moved house, changed numbers, or if you're new and you'd like to be kept up to date with what's happening, or you'd like our pastoral team. Uh, or if you'd like to help our pastoral team follow you up and if you'd like to be connected in the church find out what's going on then please put your details down and we'd love to help you out but for now we're going to go to the Bible who's ready to go to the Bible? we're going to go to Matthew chapter 11 that's where we're going to start this morning and we're talking about the supernatural I believe that the supernatural should be a normal part of Christianity kind of sounds weird to even have to say that. But we do need to say it because it can be easy to slip into kind of this natural way of thinking. And the Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity towards God. We don't want to be carnally minded, but we want to put on the mind of Christ. We want to understand that we're not living a natural life. We're living a supernatural life because we've been born again and we've got this supernatural substance in us dunamis miracle working power we literally have Jesus in us his spirit the Holy Spirit the anointing that abides it says in 1 John that doesn't come and go we have this power and potentially that power can lay dormant and be useless because of this brain because we think the wrong way and we don't go after releasing the supernatural. We want to see the supernatural released in our life. If you believe me this morning, then give me a little bit of a a shout out and help me this morning. I might need your help. Is that okay? I was born again into the supernatural. In fact, we all were. The greatest miracle is the born again experience we've literally we were translated out of darkness supernaturally the wall of petition that once was between us and God like what Max mentioned has been smashed down and we have been supernaturally translated into his glorious or marvelous light give us a wave if you believe that but I was, when I say I was born again to the supernatural, what I mean to unpack that a little more is that I, I was literally on the brink of death. And death comes to us all, but through my choice to be a drug addict, to be messed up, I was involved in all sorts of weird spiritual things. I ended up being a paranoid schizophrenic. I was full of demonic spirits. And so in my case, it The mental illness was because of my own choices to partake in bizarre weird spiritual things and drugs and as a result I was a schizophrenic and I was spiraling out of control quickly and I should be dead if it wasn't for the grace of God I literally should be dead right now my father's here he can dad do you want to just stand up and give everyone a nod if if that's the truth I'm not exaggerating one little bit in fact dad will say uh and I I promise you that that was the case and I gave this man hell unfortunately and uh, I thank my dad and my mum for their prayers if it wasn't for their prayers I'd be literally gone six feet under and my spirit would not be in heaven it would be in hell separated from God forever and so I'm on borrowed time and I, that's why I just I can't stop running I'm possessed with the will of God I would have to see the will of God I have to see his kingdom come his will be done And I pray that all of us catch that fervency and that passion. And I'm thankful for a community that actually has it because we stir one another up and we continue to run the race. Amen. So I'm passionate about the supernatural because if it wasn't for the supernatural, I wouldn't be here today. I like Christian programs. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a Christian program that saved me. It wasn't a church service per se that saved me. Although I was in a church service when I had this radical encounter with not church, but I had an encounter with His glory. And when we were singing that song before, that His praises release the glory. Worship is the key. Worship is my destiny. I want to encourage you. Don't just sing it, but believe it worship is the key. Worship does release His glory. I'm standing testament to that fact. I'm standing here saying that that's not just a theory. It's not just something that you learn in Bible college. It's actually fact. The glory of God, the kingdom of God does get released. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. And I was messed up when I stepped into a church service just like this. And because of the worship in the building because of the hearts that were connected with god god released his glory and this messed up person that really was not deserving of even one little speck of god's glory entered that realm and god's glory filled me and his love filled me and i was delivered in one moment delivered of drug addiction delivered of schizophrenia delivered of devils because of the glory of god god is supernatural and when we worship, we need to understand it's a supernatural activity. It's a supernatural practice. Don't fall into the trap of Christian karaoke. Amen? Leave karaoke to Friday night. But when you come to church and in your daily routine, in your daily life with God, understand that worship is powerful and worship changes things. If you don't believe me, read the Bible. Look at Jericho and the crazy things they did when they screamed and the walls fell down. Look at... Jehoshaphat's army in 1 Chronicles chapter 20, as the people went out to praise God for the beauty of His holiness, God fought on their behalf. Why? Because it's supernatural activity and God is supernatural. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in the heavenly realms. In other words, in the unseen realm. That's where we fight and we are in a fight. Until we're in the third heaven, until everything's, there's a new heaven and there's a new earth, we're in a fight. We're victorious. We're not victims anymore as Christians. We're victorious and we fight from a place of victory, but we need to understand it's still a fight. Amen? So my intention and my hope for the next two weeks is not only to talk about the supernatural. In Corinthians, the Apostle Paul said that the kingdom of God is not in word or not in speech but rather in the power of God and if you look into that word power or if you unpack the original form and the coin in Greek or the old Greek language it's dunamis which is a term that a lot of us have probably heard if you've been around in Pentecostal circles but it literally means dynamite miracle working power so what Paul's saying is that church and Christianity should not just be someone doing another speech but there should be a demonstration of of that power. Not the power that come and, comes and goes or the power just for the 12 apostles or the power just for Jesus or the power just for the chosen few. The power that abides in every single believer according to Acts 1.8. This, this power for all that believes. Amen. Who believes this morning? I reckon we're about halfway there. That's good. But that's okay because faith comes by hearing. So, just hang around a little longer and keep those ears open. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. But as I said, my intention is not just to share another speech and read more scripture, although it's powerful and I will be doing that. But we want to see every single person that comes under this teaching over the next couple of weeks. I should say we're going to be really intentional in the next couple of weeks, but we want that to spill into lifestyle even more. But we're going to be really intentional about not only hearing about the supernatural, but every single one of us being activated in the supernatural. And what I mean by that, because every part of Christianity is supernatural, so I really want to kind of zoom in and talk about miracles. I want to talk about healing. I want to talk about uh, Casting out devils. I want to talk about raising the dead. I want to talk about the gifts of the spirit. I want to talk about all of those things. For the next two weeks, we're going to zoom in and we're going to be intentional about celebrating testimonies. We're going to be intentional about stirring one another up, about provoking one another unto good works. Does that sound all right? Just stand up. I feel like you need to stand up for a minute. We're going to provoke one another unto good works. What are good works? There are many types of good works, but for the next two weeks, we are going to be so zealous and so crazy about chasing down demons. We're going to chase down sickness. We're going to see His kingdom come and His will be done. And I pray that we're going to go to a new level as a family, that that just becomes so even more normal than what it is. I don't know why I asked you to stand, but it's, I kind of like it. Jesus. Let's just pray in the spirit for a minute, okay? It's a good start to pray in the spirit for the supernatural. Because what happens in Jude, it says, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Verse 20. Jesus, Jesus, we adore you. This is a heavenly language for anyone that's wondering. Let me bring interpretation. What we're doing, we're praying in our heavenly language. You can have this heavenly language. It's what Joel spoke of. When God pours out His Spirit in the last days, it's what Peter spoke of. When it happened in the book of Acts, jesus jesus i want to encourage you particularly in the next two weeks as we focus on the supernatural let praying in the spirit just pick it up pick up the hours in the in the spirit go for prayer walks as you're driving your car as you're doing the dishes as you're doing your daily job just begin to pray in the spirit even if it's quietly as much as you can and i promise you you watch what happens you watch the intensity increase in terms of the river that that flows, the miracles increase as you begin to pray in the spirit. The Apostle Paul said. I pray in tongues more than you all. I wish you all spoken tongues. And I echo those words so you can grab your seats again. Alright, so that's number one. You can write that down for those making notes in our supernatural series. I'm gonna pray in tongues more. Number one. guys okay to be participants? Give us a wave if you want to be a participant in this series. You're happy not just to be a a bum on a seat, but you want to be a participant in this series. Give me another wave. Come on, you brave people. It's awesome. Jesus, I've not been given a spirit of fear, but one of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Hey, by the way, I want to encourage you. Our website is continuing to be uh, updated. And Ado's actually doing a wonderful job with our website. Thank you, Ado. So it's looking great. If you go to our About section, you'll find out what our core values are. And uh, particularly for those that are new, uh, we talk about uh, the love and presence of God. I'm not going to go right for time's sake. I'm not going to go through them all now. But I do want to point out one of our core values and it's this it says we believe that christianity is still supernatural today i say still because a lot of people believe that the gifts and the power of god the miracles you know the real wild stuff that you see in the new testament the book of acts a lot of people, unfortunately, still believe, and some very well-meaning people believe that that's more for the apostles. Some are quite dogmatic about it. and They believe that anything, any signs and wonders today are of the devil. It's false signs and wonders. And, but a lot of people believe that it's passed away. It's not for today, even in Protestant Christianity. But I want to tell you that absolutely 100%, that's, that's a doctrine of, of devils. Even though good people that aren't devils believe it, Uh, It takes away, it negates the power of God. Why would he want his power to stop when we still need more people saved? It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. They say, well, we've got the Bible now and that's all we need. We've got the canon scriptures, that's all we need. Well, it's the canon scriptures that tell us that we still need the power of God today. You're going to have to tear out a whole bunch of pages if you want to believe that stuff. When it comes to healing, divine healing, the supernatural I've spent so many hours of study on this topic over the last 14 years. Enough hours to have a PhD or a doctorate. I love this subject. And it's, it's been so interesting coming across many opponents to this subject that want to believe that God's powers not for today. That want to believe that God gives His children sickness to teach them a lesson. That want to believe all these bizarre things that are not found in Scripture. And that opposition in some ways has caused me to dig deep and to study and study and study. And in some ways, I I like the fact that I've gone so deep in the Word because it's deep in my heart now. Without a shadow of a doubt, I know that God heals all the time. Jesus is absolutely perfect theology. The Bible says that Jesus is the express image of God or the perfect representation or the perfect example of God the Father. And sometimes when it comes to the supernatural or specifically to do with divine healing, we question God's willingness to heal. And when you begin to question His willingness to heal, it puts you in a place of doubt, not of faith. And when you're in doubt, potentially you stop the flow of God's goodness in your life. And the enemy wants you in doubt. But Jesus wants you in faith. And so it needs to be a pillar of truth in in your life that God is good. And when we look at Jesus, we look at His goodness. There wasn't one time ever in biblical history where anyone came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, can you heal me? And Jesus responded by saying, sorry, my father put that on you. My father put that sickness on you. You're just going to have to bear that sickness because it's the sovereign will of God. It's not in there. It's not in Scripture. In fact, you'll find the absolute opposite. Everyone that came to Jesus was healed. Everyone that came to Jesus was delivered, was set free. Why? Because he did what he saw the Father doing. And he knows it's always the will of the Father to see people healed. And I want to take it one step further when we want to talk about the timing of God. Sometimes when people don't get healed we start to think well maybe it's not God's timing and this potentially could be unbelief as well I want to be gentle on this because there's probably people in here in some ways that believe this right now but I want to challenge you again you know that the buzzword WWJD what would Jesus do how many people have heard that and sometimes we apply that to general things but if we really want to look at the supernatural and divine healing when it comes to the question of the timing of God then let's look at Jesus was there ever a time where Jesus said sorry not right now buddy it's not my time just bear it out I want to teach you a few things first and I might heal you later if you'd be really good so when it comes to his goodness Jesus is perfect theology study his life when it comes to the willingness of God and the timing of God study Jesus. His perfect theology. Well then, Pastor, why don't people get healed all the time 100% if what you're saying is correct? That's a pretty good question. And Once again, I want to be gentle in some ways because all of these things, its it's mysterious. I mean, in some ways we say I asked Jesus, "Why, when you healed that, that blind man, why did it take you two goes to seem healed? We, it's a mystery in some ways. I mean, we can, we can potentially try to work it out. I, I think it was just a picture of Jesus showing us that we're in a spiritual battle. And if we pray for someone and they're not fully healed the first time, don't give up. Pray again and pray again. Fight the good fight of faith. And so Jesus had to pray for a gentleman two times before we saw the full healing. And that's Jesus, the perfect example. Are you with me so far? So if Jesus has to fight the good fight of faith, then I believe he's showing us that we do sometimes as well. So if someone's not healed, please, I implore you not to form some sort of new doctrine that's contrary to something that's consistent all throughout the New Testament. But rather say, okay, he's not healed. I'm going to continue to believe. I'm going to continue to fight until he is healed. Amen. And if you'll have that sort of tenacity and that sort of uh, faith where you don't give up, don't back down, keep standing on God's word, I promise you that you'll see an increase in the supernatural in your life. Amen. Amen. So like I mentioned before, in terms of our core values, I want to read it one more time. We believe that Christianity is still supernatural today. We have a kingdom culture that believes all things are possible in Christ. Why do we call it a core value? Because it's something that we should never move from. We should never veer from. We should never stop speaking about. We should continue to build into That core value, I'd encourage every one of you to have core values in your life, core values in your family, core values in your marriage. Sit down and work out what are our core values? What are things that we'll never bend from? Because there are many different streams that come in and out of life, in and out of church. There's many different winds of doctrine and and seducing spirits that are constantly trying to get us off track and get us distracted. But what are our core values that we hold to that we'll never give up on? One of them has to be the supernatural. And in this church, it will be Amen. We want to see the sick healed on a continual basis. Devils cast out. I was really encouraged this week. We got an email sent to us from a person in Prague. It was a local person from the Czech Republic. And they were a paranoid schizophrenic. They were in the first night. They were in the worship of the first night. And we were worshiping God. And I actually felt at one point in, in the middle of worship to stop and to bring the translator out and to say, just to share a brief part of my testimony, how I was delivered of schizophrenia of demonic possession. And we continue to worship, and God's glory filled the room. And, you know, when God's glory fills the room, His presence fills the room, His kingdom comes, and we can expect what? Miracles. It's literally Jesus filling the room. Wherever Jesus was, there were miracles. So there was a person sent us an email this week and said, I wanted to share with you that I was in that meeting and this person had been having ongoing voices nonstop for years and years and years. It was a schizophrenic, suffered with schizophrenia. And the same thing, it was like multiplication of my testimony. She was in that meeting with all those people worshiping God and in one moment, God's glory filled the room. Her faith connected with the glory that was in the room with God, with Jesus himself, And she was delivered of schizophrenia. The voices have stopped. And it's never been like that for years and years and years and years. One of the countless miracles, I promise I could stay here all morning and share testimony after testimony after testimony. Even people that were watching these meetings on God TV, the amount of testimonies where people experience the glory of God as they begin to worship in the lounge room or in their car wherever they were listening to the broadcast watching the broadcast people were healed because God's supernatural power is not limited just to that spot God's omnipresent He's everywhere His spirit moves and all you need to do is just connect in faith even right now you listening to this you think well I don't have uh, I don't have uh, schizophrenia but I am suffering with depression is it really true that right now I can I don't even have to do anything right now. I can receive His power. I can receive His love, His healing. I want to tell you absolutely 100%, even if you're not a Christian, even if you've been a bad person this week, God's love, His goodness can still touch you right now. And His goodness may lead you to repentance. But no matter what situation you're in right now, faith is being stirred up in the room. God is here. He's amazing, and he doesn't play favorites. He's not partial to one. He doesn't want to heal one and not the other. He can heal you right now, no matter what you're going through. Amen? Before we go to that scripture, I know some of you are in your Bibles already, and I'm trying to get there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. I want, Matt, if you can, bring up that email. testimonies at firechurch.com.au testimonies bring multiplication when we share our story when we share our testimony it's to bring glory to God bring glory to Jesus but also to spark and to fire up others to believe to step out and pray for the sick but also others that are hearing that may have the same or a similar condition to also receive healing yeah so we want to encourage you particularly the next two weeks, we're going to pay attention to this and focus on this, testimonies about God's supernatural power. Okay? So if you step out this week in the shopping center and pray for someone and they get healed, we want to hear about it. Okay? We always want to hear about it, particularly over this next two weeks. If you have already been healed recently, we want to start the process. Please bring us testimonies. Matt If you could stand up, Matt's our media guy. We're going to have a couple of people with cameras today. We're going to believe today for healings and miracles. Even right now, I believe some are being healed, even in their mind. And things are being uh, where the enemies had strongholds and chains. His perfect love can break any chain. Amen. So we're going to be capturing testimonies. And we're going to be also, Matt, if you could put up there a hashtag. We're going to call it hashtag supernatural series. How many people know what a hashtag is or what it's for? Just give us a wave. All right, we might need some education on this. So, the reason we do it is when you hashtag supernatural series, and you've got to make sure you do it exactly like that supernatural series, we'll put it up there in a moment. But what happens when you post it on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever uh, platform, what happens is it catalogs all of those things together with the hashtag supernatural series so for example if you post a testimony about how you got healed today of whatever ailment or condition and you write hashtag supernatural series all of us over the next couple of weeks we can click on that hashtag and we can look at the catalog of countless, hopefully countless, miracles and testimonies about not only things that happen in the building, but outside the building, in the shopping centers, on the trains, on the buses. Some of you might want to be creative and capture it with your iPhones and do whatever, but please hashtag it and please send it. There it is, hashtag Supernatural Series, and then send us the emails, testimonies at firechurch.com.au. Amen? Who's up for that? Give us a wave. All right. Glory to God. Let's get into the Bible now. Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. Who's heard of John the Baptist? And I want to ask you a question. If anyone should know who Jesus is, in terms of his identity, who would you think out of people that have kind of been with Jesus... I, I would maybe point to John the Baptist as a front runner for anyone that should know who Jesus is. If you think about it, John the Baptist was his literal cousin. And even it's even uh, recorded that even while they were in their mother's womb as they were both babies, when John got around Jesus, he leapt in his womb. I believe even subconsciously as a baby, when he got around Jesus, he knew that this was the Messiah. This was an early sign that something extraordinary is happening here. And these two are going to have an extraordinary relationship. By the way, John the Baptist was noted by Jesus as being the greatest prophet. Have you ever thought about why he's the greatest prophet? I believe one of the reasons is that he carried the greatest message. He, many of the old prophets spoke of and prophesied about Jesus. But he was the last prophet to literally lay the path and to say he is here. The other said he's coming, but John the Baptist said he is here. So John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. Think about the time that John, he he thought he wasn't worthy of this honor, but he literally baptized Jesus. And in that moment when Jesus came to him, he saw the heavens open and he heard an audible voice of God as the dove literally descended on Jesus. And he knew that this was the Messiah. And in that moment, heavens opened and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. John the Baptist knew who Jesus was, right? But now I want to fast forward and take us to Matthew chapter 11. And we're looking at this character, this personality of John the Baptist. And something very interesting popped out. And I want to show you. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison, everyone say in prison, about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, capital H, said to Jesus, are you the coming one or do we look for another? So John the Baptist should have known who Jesus was, but here... He's now in prison. He's now under pressure. Now doubt comes in. And all of a sudden, He forgets all of the supernatural things that He's experienced. And and all of a sudden, He's he's posing this question because of pressure, because of His circumstances in the natural. And He says, He sends His disciples and says, Just ask Him, Are you the coming one? Are you sure? I'm in prison. What's going on? Now, there are many things that we could... Unpack there, but I want to stick to the subject of the supernatural. I want to show you how Jesus responds. Jesus doesn't get into some theological debate and begin to unpack the Old Testament, the Torah, and all the the prophets' writings to show him and to prove to him, although there's nothing wrong with doing that. Rather, Jesus reminds John and points out to John all of the supernatural activity that surrounds his life. Are you ready? Let's jump to verse uh, chapter 11, verse 5. Sorry, uh, verse 4. Blah, blah, blah. Verse 4, verse 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Go tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So John's under pressure. John's in prison. He's going through an extremely difficult season in his life. He knew Jesus. But because of the pressure, he doubted what was the response of Jesus when it came to the question of who he was. He pointed to the supernatural acts. He pointed to the miracles. He pointed to the fact that demons are getting cast out. He pointed to the fact that the dead are raised. He could have pointed to anything. I mean, I could point to a banana to prove to you that God's real. I mean, the evolutionists want to believe that we come from monkeys and so maybe they might point to the banana. And, but I want to, I mean, if you think about it, a banana has its own biodegradable wrapper for all those greenies. I like the environment, by the way. But God cares about the environment too. It's a food that has substance. In fact, when that food hits your bloodstream, it gives you energy quickly. It's a great food. Do you think that's a mistake? It's not a mistake. F- I don't know how it was possible that I believed that evolution was potentially true at some stage. I was, a, I was dumb, man. Sin makes you dumb. If, if you just stop and think about it for a minute, That's why it says on that day, none of us will, there'll be no excuse. Creation itself proves there's a creator. So there's many things that Jesus could have pointed to, but he pointed to the supernatural signs and wonders. And I think we need to take note of that. And let's draw that into our supernatural series over the next two weeks. It's important to God. It's important to Jesus. It proves, these signs prove that Jesus is real, that Jesus is King. Sometimes we face opposition, uh, particularly in Christian circles, when we go after the miracles, when we highlight the miracles, when we talk about the miracles, the signs and wonders. It brings opposition. It brings persecution. But don't let that stop us. Amen. The anointing attracts the antichrist. And so there'll be people that will say, oh, you guys focus too much on miracles and signs and wonders. And, you know, you should really be focusing on love. If we love people, we'll go after the signs and wonders. Amen. Jesus had no problems focusing on the signs and wonders to point out who he was. Amen. Like I mentioned before, 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one, or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.